0: Hi, this is Jane Patton, and I'm Trisha Varde and we want to welcome you to the podcast True North, a ministry of North Road Community Church.
1: We are so excited to use this space to continue the conversations that happen when we hear a Sunday morning sermon, or are reading the Bible, or just in community with one another.
0: So thank you for spending the next few moments with us, listening to our guests, and joining us as we continue our walk north. And be sure to share us with your friends. Let's get started.
1: Shabardig, and I'm here with Jane Patton, and today we are continuing the conversation with Maria Granados. Did I say that right? You did. Maria Granados. uh, She is a member at North Road Moscow Mills. Her husband Matt is the men's ministry leader here, and one of Maria's passions and something that we want to talk about because it's the new year and everyone's talking about it. So of course we have to talk about it. Is we naturally just go to goal setting and that kind of thing. And what's what I've learned about you is that this is a big background for you and your husband is goal setting. And for me, it's like I'm the flower child, I am, I'm. T- tiptoeing through the tulips and just like, however the wind blows, you know, and it's been a really long journey for me to rein that in. And it's, it's, uh, an uncomfortable topic for me at times because I just want to like be led, you know, but there is an intentionality about goal setting. Um, that's biblical. And you come from a background of, uh, Eagle university. You can see the eagle org. You kind of were trained up in goal setting and, um, you have come a long way in your your thoughts about goal setting because uh, unlike, you know, my tendency, you, it is very easy for you to be a super achiever, a super, super goal setter, that kind of thing. So uh, just give us some understanding about your background, yeah. but also we do want to be purposeful and that's what we want to talk about today is being purposeful and setting godly goals for ourselves. So sure. let's jump in. Let's do it. Thank you for having me, you guys. I love being on podcasts. I love sharing, especially when it comes to this topic,
2: because I really feel like it's a a little prison I've been freed from as far as my walk with Christ. And so I was the kid growing up who had no problem setting goals. In fact, growing up, my middle school teacher had to to set a grade higher than an A plus because I kept trying to over-achieve whatever I I had done before. And so I have an opposite issue of you where it's like, if you, I need, almost like I need a vision to get to so that I can feel like I'm worth something and I want to keep feeling worthy. So I have to keep doing in order to do that. And so my problems have always been the opposite. Now, sometimes that was, that can be a really good thing. Other times it can become very damaging to who you are and your identity because it gets built up in all of those things. And I've known Jesus my whole life, I say, but I've always struggled with, finding my worth and things outside of him. Like I needed to perform for him. And I grew up with a background where it wasn't taught that we didn't need to perform for him. If I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't fully said that we did, but it wasn't discouraged in that capacity. And so um, I started going to Eagle University when I was 15 years old. It's an amazing program. And so none of this to say that what they teach there isn't great. It is. I just think that like any good goal setting tool, if we – worship at the feet of the tools and we worship at the feet of the principles of goal setting, we're missing the entire point. If we do not set goals from our relationship and identity in Jesus Christ, tools are going to just be something. If we do it from that identity, tools are good because they help us along the route. But if we don't do that, we're literally leaving ourselves broken, like leaving ourselves open to like this breakability that's going to come. And if you set your goals in relationship with Jesus, you're really setting yourself up to be unbreakable and unshakable. And so I think that that's the most important thing. And so I grew up going to the program. So I'm the kind of kid who like planned her entire day out. From the hour she woke up to the hour she went to sleep, what to achieve. I was also like the ultimate partier at the same time. (laughs) Sorry, I hate to say that, but it's true. My whole goal was like, how can I be all the things in all the areas for all the people? How can I be my best fitness, social self, jobs, school? And so like, I thought I had to have it all mapped out. And if I mapped it out, I could do it. And I did do it well for a while until I didn't. Sure. (laughs) Until it all exploded. And I was about 21 years old. And the Lord saved me from a very severe eating disorder that was really just my me controlling everything in my life I don't even know if it was about body image if I'm honest it was more about like I had developed this as another form of control wow. and so he broke that in me um so Eagle you had taught me some really great tools on this road but I was a damaged person who was finding my identity and things outside of Jesus Which so it wasn't so helpful to me mm-hmm. right And so fast forward, I ended up um, running the program in my mid-twenties for about six years, being the executive director. I met Matt while we were there. Matt also had grown up in the program. Um, The program was in different
0: cities. Her husband, Matt. My husband, Matt. She always says Matt Granada. Matt Matt Bardic. I know there's a lot of (laughs) Matts
2: in this world right now, in the North Road world. We don't (laughs) do that here. We're
0: not that church.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't come here for that. That's how I met Matt. Different times. And so... I met my husband there because he was coming to speak to the young people about entrepreneurship. He'd grown up in the program, wanted to share back with them a lot of what he's learned. He had been doing that. And he had been coming to the program since he was the same age as me. All of our siblings went. Our parents were indoctrinated into that culture as well. Um, Our families kind of ran on those principles, which can be really good, like we said, but not when they're not founded in who Jesus is. And so fast forward, we ended up dating, getting married, all the things. And we utilize a lot of these goal-setting principles in our life every day, running our companies, running our businesses. Matt actually teaches a lot of this stuff to big corporations and how to really help people in the workplace feel like they're more than just grinding for their job. How do we help them set personal goals? How do we help them feel fulfilled? But what we find out and what Matt and I know at the core of our being is for us personally, none of it matters without Jesus, and when we are setting goals, we go to the Lord with those things. We've seen what it looks like to not. Right. And for us, it's just like we'll never want to go back there again, mm. because we both have found ourselves completely broke. Um, I know my husband's story is crazy. He was broke. He was his fiance left him all at the same time. Like people were stealing his his employees were stealing and embezzling like so much money from him that he didn't even realize. Like that the next day, his fiance left him. The next, day, all of this stuff because while we might look like we are achieving things to the world when your identity is so susceptible to being shaken because it's not in Christ, everything can fall apart at any given time and it's up to us to hold it all together. And we don't want to do that anymore, you know? And so for us, that's kind of what we want to hope to walk a lot of people into when we have private conversations with people. Cause a lot of times we still, we're still part of the program. We go over summer to support the kids, but if I sit down and have lunch or breakfast or something with, a kid, I want to really talk to them about who they are and what their beliefs are. And I'm not going to necessarily push mine on there, but if the door opens and they start to talk about their faith, I will, I will connect that to that for them. Hey, you know what? I heard that, you know, you are a Jesus follower. Here's what I do when it comes to setting goals as far as who Christ is and, and what I've been freed from and how I have always known Christ, but here's how I married those two things and really let Jesus be the foundation of goal setting and it changed what my goals look like. Yeah, wow. And it changed, it changed a lot for us. It looks like less control. It looks a little scarier sometimes when you're setting them because it's out of your control. Matt and I were having coffee the other day and I had like one of those glass espresso cups in my hand. And I'm like, it's like this. It's like you're holding this glass espresso cup that's got stuff in it. And my hand's shaking. And God's like, good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Good. Keep it open. You want to do this. You want to hold it but keep it open because I'm that external power that if I if I put that cup on your hand I'm the power I'm the force keeping it staying there it's okay to feel the shake mm-hmm. it's okay to mm-hmm. feel that tension it's okay to feel those things and you have to uh, that's what rendering and submitting your
0: goals to me looks like. So we know that like, so I've heard a quote a long time ago and it says that a life set without goals is just dreams. Yeah. Like you're really never going to accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. And here we are sitting at the beginning of a year um, and people are caught up in doing new year's resolutions, but a lot of those fail by the second week, right? By January 10th, nobody's able to accomplish whatever it is. Yeah. Um, But you're talking about um, that, that it's good to have goals and we believe that. Um, And then like we even set goals here as a church, like personal goals, professional goals. What do we, what do I want to see in women's ministry? What do I believe God is calling me to in women's is an example? Um, and even Matt Bardick, our senior pastor has goals that he believes God's mm-hmm. leading us to. So how do you, when you say like you marry the two, how did you get to a place where you move so much? Like, how do you identify moving away from like, these are my thoughts, my dreams versus how do I identify what God's goals are for me? And how do I, yeah. you know what I mean, start pursuing the things that God has for me? I always talk about how we first
2: have to, we try to figure out who we are without knowing whose we are. And then we try to set things to do first. So it's like we start with the what, but we should really start with the who, but we really should start with whose we are. So it's kind of like backtracking and really asking myself, am I in a relationship with Christ? Absolutely. Like, what does that look like? And then to truly asking yourself, like, and do I really feel like I know him. And I think that we can't even begin to set the what until we come to that. Until we know that, um, I'm not saying to stop setting goals if you don't feel like that's strong, because I feel like God will meet you where you're at. But it's rooted in the who. But start rooting the in the who. Like, yeah. who, who am I? And that goes back to knowing that your identity is set in who, who God made you to be. He created us. And he's always been in communication with us from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. That's his desire. I think people forget that. Like, he wants to show you these things. Yes. And he has good works he planned for you to do in advance. Right. He spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden. He was in communication with them right so like his whole desire for us from the beginning was good works and communication and so I think that if you continue to go to that communication with him build that relationship he wants to reveal those good works to you but I think you have to really sit there in that first and so for me it was like okay what does my relationship with God look like is it more transactional or is it more relationship? Because I think a lot of times mine was transactional if I'm being honest it
0: seems a lot of stripping away also because one of the things that you said stripping away of what um, you thought it was supposed to look like because you said something at the very beginning that the way you were raised even in the church that you grew up with grew up in is that it's performance based Christianity. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about like identifying whose we are in Christ and who we are in Christ, it is not based on our performance right you have to know that from the very beginning Mm -hmm. it is not hey if you do this you're a super christian like we talked about if you do this then i'll love you more that's not what this is it is identifying god what are you calling me to do right and then setting goals in order to accomplish those things that's good and i think another thing with
2: that going along with that is i'd ask myself is do i believe that i'm more creative than god
0: Hmm. come on
2: Do I believe, do I trust his creativity over mine? Because it says he has good, good works for me. Mm -hmm. And yet here I am saying, God, here's what I want to do. Can you bless it? As opposed to, we talked about this the other day. It's like, you know, people talk about manifestation. I don't really think they understand what they're talking about. But it should rather be for us as Christians, like, Lord, going to the Lord in relationship, what are those good, good works you have for me? me receiving that vision and then me resurrendering the control back to him come for on. it that's good and that's really what we're missing i think is that like he wants to give us the vision he's a god who gives vision mm-hmm. he's a god who communicates he's a god who loves us who has plans for us and yet i think we we forget to go back to him for his creativity and we think that we can be more creative or we can come up with better works or it's almost like we don't trust him to give us something influential or powerful enough to do mm-hmm. That we want to come up with something that makes us feel more purposeful or makes us feel better. So we create a goal. And it's like, if it's not based in Him, it's foolish. What was it? Ephesians, is it Ephesians 17? Somewhere in there. I don't know where I'm at. I think I'm in, I forgot what chapter it is. But it says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And that really struck me because it's like the opposite of seeking the will of the Lord is being foolish. And so anytime mm. I set a goal that doesn't come from Him, it's foolish. Mm-hmm. And we all know what foolishness gets us. Like that's over time and time again in scripture, It's that is not the way he wants us to lead because it it leads us to a path of emptiness, darkness, and sin. And it's not what he has for us. And so all the good works are on the opposite side of foolishness, and it comes from seeking as well. So I think for me, it was really that. It's that relationship component. If I don't start there, then everything I do is worthless. But he does give vision. And so I think it's really trusting
0: that he does Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: sitting down with him and seeing what And seeing what comes of that. And it might look different. You know, I think a lot of people think that I have, like, I'm a fitness junkie and I'm I'm an athlete through and through. And so, like, fitness for me has always been from a very athletic, competitive standpoint. And people, like, I have a lot of friends who don't like to work out with me. I have a lot of friends that do because they're like, you're just too much. (laughs) They think that my fitness goals are, oh, like, what goals do you have? We don't know my fitness goals are to hydrate properly Mm -hmm. and to focus. And people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, like I never had a fitness goal to have a certain body fat percentage or have a six pack or to be able to beat this or lift this amount of weight or whatever. And I can do some of those, like I can lift a crazy amount of weight. I can do some of those things. But the point was to glorify God. And I knew that I damaged my body so much in the past that if I don't hydrate myself, I can't show up for my family. If I, when I go to the gym, He wants me to focus. And sometimes that, What that focus does is it allows me to get past a mental barrier that that I've been struggling with. And it might look like picking up an insane amount of weight that day because that's what my focus has led me to. But I think we have to really sit down and and build that relationship with him and then trust him when he says, Your goal is to hydrate. Right. Well, that's a stupid goal. And I don't Mm -hmm. like it Mm because it doesn't seem fun. Well, that's the goal I need you to have because here's what look, you're going to be able to do all those things you wanted to do and more. You didn't even know that. But your goal needed to be to hydrate, not to hit those things.
1: What's Doesn't so crazy sense? about hydrating, though? It, it seems so simple, and it seems like not a lofty goal. But hydrating caused your your brain and your memory mm. to work better. It protects your body as an athlete from injury. It yeah. gives you stamina. It There are so many things that just hydrating alone, and I love this about God, is that, you know, Many times I get the big picture. It's so big and I don't get downloaded the individual details to get to that big picture yeah, because I'm overwhelmed and uh, procrastination sets in because I I have the overall vision, but I don't have the steps to, be, to get mm. there. And then if God would speak to me, hydrate, I might even be like, I, I might not even register in my brain. Mm. I might not even see that that's God because he's also the God of the little and yeah, the small, that's so not good. just the God of the big.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's good.
1: And I think sometimes, too,
2: he's kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is always kind. But I think sometimes, too, we forget that his goals that he gives us, the visions, the steps he gives us have to do with his kindness. Because there have been many things in my life that if he would – I am competitive and I like a big thing. But there have been some times when I have those big goals and because they're too lofty – and maybe they are from – and that's what he was leading me to. But they're too lofty. I'm too – I get too wrapped up in it and then I fail one day and then I'm out the next. And so sometimes he's, if he was like drink water as opposed to deadlift a certain amount of weight, I would have been like, oh, I can't do it. My back, my this, you know, like, or, you know, with my bit, with my boutique, like if he would have shown me, he said like, set up a pop-up shop. That was my first goal. Well, then that first year I was able to like do things with it financially that I had to not expect because I would have been too scared because I don't start businesses. That's not me. It's my husband. I would have been too scared to do and I would have been too caught up in the minutia from knowing where he was taking me in the beginning, but because it was little by little I was able to go past what I had thought I could ever do, and it wasn't me doing it. It was him doing it. Like, again, it's that it's that dunamis power, right? It's that Acts 1-8 power. It's the idea that God is achieving through us when the Holy Spirit comes on our, on our side when we believe in him. And so I think we forget that this side of the resurrection, like, we have the Holy Spirit power with us, and he wants to do great works through us. He's planned them, and he's equipped us. So it's not like he just says, like, I have this great vision for you and these great works. Here, now you go do it once I release it to you. I've also equipped you with the power and I've already qualified you to go. Like, you don't have to have what the world says when I tell you to go there. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna override your qualifications and I'm going to equip you. And I think sometimes if we knew where we were going, we wouldn't go there.
1: We wouldn't step out on the journey. Yeah, even though we believe, we just like, it's because we're human. We it's get tripped flat. up in our own yeah. mind and our own ability and don't realize that it is a supernatural walk that God supernaturally empowers us, and and I feel like I have a personal testimony in, in that regard uh, that God has taken me beyond my hopes and dreams in so many areas of my life. But because of a godly vision for my life, mm. um, because of toxic thinking that was limiting, that was hindering, um, that was that will never be you. Um, so submitting that to God and letting Him tell me what my goals are let him, him tell me who I am I have had courage to do things that uh, are beyond what naturally would would be available to me but he has orchestrated it he has empowered mm. it and um, it's because of his goals that I have the courage to step out in things that my natural flesh would be scared to do
2: yeah that's good
0: so I know mm. that if, if memory serves me right, you and your husband do like goal setting as a couple, don't you? Do yeah. you do like once a week or once a month or how, what does that look so like? So we do yearly, like we do like a yearly goal, kind of like, what is God share, sharing with us? And this actually,
2: this year we, we like, we feel like he gives us words of the year and this year he actually gives the same word without us knowing for the first time I don't want to talk about that because it's honestly wild. he it's did creepy. it for the men's ministry and yeah. the women's ministry.
0: He gave us the Holy Spirit gave your husband. And myself, the same exact word, wow. which is the word equip. It's wild. I mean, for our church to equip men and women. And we never had a conversation about it. We know it, was, did, so it cool. was just and I keep trying to take like that was my idea. Yeah. first. I keep trying. You know, like, well, actually, it was the I Holy did Spirit's hear it idea. from you first, Jane, <laughs> yeah. I will say.
2: But I remember being in the middle of it. I'm like, I remember you telling me that and me not saying anything about it. Kind of forgetting about it. If I'm being yeah. honest, and then Matt being like, "I think I got what you know the vision for men's ministry," and he showed me this like because he puts like imagery together first. And I'm like, "Have you and Jane talked? Never, never had <laughs> a conversation about like, it. Isn't that crazy? That's really that cool. Yeah. I think, but that's the Holy Spirit. And I think that, that even when we have goals." The, if, this is a great way to know that if God's giving vision is that I think he'll always create other people around you to have similar things to walk alongside with you, especially if they're people who are believers, who um, are walking with the Holy
1: Spirit. I think that we see that confirmation around us as well, too. So many times in the creative world that I come from, I come from songwriting mm. and singing and acting and all those things. What you see when you're in that world is that ideas tend to drop. From across the board, secular into Christian, wow. you start seeing mm. songs on the similar topics. You go into a songwriting meeting and say, I want to write a song about this with this title. And they're like, oh my gosh, that was just recorded. So then we have to come up with a different title right. because God's dropping ideas or you'll see it in the movie industry, you'll just see similar ideas dropping in the movie industry and they have different takes mm. on it. And I think the Holy Spirit is like that. He he's whether you're in the world or you're a believer who's more synced up with, with your creator, he has still got a calendar yeah, for all good. of us. And you can you see it rippling. Whether you're a believer or not a believer, he's dropping things. It's really that's amazing. Good. And I think
2: that's where we have to let go of our ego, too, because we realize we're serving him in his glory, not our own. Oh, man, somebody else already hit that before I did. Or somebody had that great. That was my goal. That was my vision. That was, And it's like if you're coming from a place of hearing from the lord and and you should be excited when you see that in action even if you're not the one to do it and so i think that that's the hard part if, as egotistical people like i often am where i'm like man i had that idea first okay well did i have that idea or did god show me something <laughs> yeah. that he was gonna do yeah. it's like the experience in god study we walk yes. through it's like we need to be asking god we need to be seeing where god's already at work and saying god what is your will period not your will for me but what's your will and then we walk in that, and we get a chance to experience that. Invite me into the work you're doing. Don't let me sit here co- and coming with my own agenda and ask you to bless it. Like a lot of, I think a lot of times we're kind of encouraged to do in maybe the Christian light space. Yeah, is to oh take your you know ask God to bless that work for you. Or it's like, well, did you get it from Him? Oh come on, because if he, <laughs> oh
1: I don't we're really bless things. We're just blessing things, just blessing things. Blessing, yeah. yeah. Stuff exactly, you know,
2: and it's not biblical to good do that. It's so true. And I think it goes, like, and I was thinking about this earlier. And, you know, in Revelation, talk about, like, the lukewarm church, I think setting goals and achieving them in culture without going to God is, like, that lukewarmness. I I wrote this down because I was like, man, I didn't really think about this too hard. But when I hear it in the verse, where is it? It's Revelation 3. Am I in there? 14, 15. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I love that because I think what God's saying is like, you're go- yes, okay, the world will tell you. Sometimes we think that that's not lukewarm. Like, oh, this person's achieving so much. They have so much money. They have so much success. Like, I want what they have. And how come they're having it, but they're not asking God for their goals? That's fine. We're going to see that. I think people just need to realize that. Like, you're going to see people achieve stuff you want that looks culturally good, financially good, all of those things. You're going to see that but it's not necessarily what god wants and he's asking you to buy your gold from him like get, come get your gold from me
0: so there is a quote that i've heard and i tell people this all the time there's a lot of people who make decisions whether it's goal setting or not that like if they want to i mean i'll just give an example so people who really want to get married but they are living together prior to it sure. Or the, and I'm not standing in judgment because I have my own sin that I am the blood has covered my sin so I don't <laughs> want anybody to listen to this and think that I'm calling them out unless the Holy Spirit just wants to do that that's fine but what they're doing is they're putting the cart before the horse right and so like they want to get married but they don't want it's too long and so in, in their minds they think it would be uh, financially better for us to move in together instead of me having to pay rent for my apartment rent for your apartment But there's all these right. reasons logically thinking themselves to the wrong conclusion right, right? It's okay. and, not, and but then they get but then as they're together they see the saving of money, they see the um, you know I don't know the bills combining. They see things that look like blessings, prosperous, prosperous, yes. and so they still like. Isn't God good? Isn't God so good? good. Yeah. And and I look at that and I think we are confusing God being a God who blesses mm. because God's blessing is based on God's godness, yeah. not on your. He's not. It doesn't mean he's blessing your sin. That's good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so discerning. We have to get to the place where we are not just taking advantage of God's blessing on our disobedience, really, or our living our lives, making our goals, driving our own car. I mean, God may bless you because God's a blessing God, right? but you're still not accomplishing what he has written for you uh, before you ever, Psalm 139, written in the book before you ever came to be, accomplishing the plans and purposes that he has for you Mm. because you're so busy driving this car on your own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that people should stop confusing. Don't say that God is blessing this because God does not bless sin. God just blesses. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous and the rain when, even when that was written was a good thing. It Mm. It wasn't, you know what I mean? So rain falls on sinners fields and makes it grow Mm. and rain falls on, you know, believers fields or righteous people and makes it, makes it grow. So I just think that it's, it has to do with people taking the time And we just did a podcast on fasting, um, prayer and fasting, really not just fasting, but prayer and fasting and really taking the time to sit with God and Mm -hmm. ask him, what are your goals? What are your goals for me? Like as a church, one of the goals is that we deepen our ability, uh, equipping. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is one of our goals that we know that God has called us to, to equip men and Mm -hmm. women to walk before God in holiness and impurity and not being dependent on Matt Bardig, Matt Granados, Jane Patton, but that they have their own relationship Sky. with God. You know, that we equip them in such a way that they're able to do that. That is a goal of of God, mm. you know, for our church. And so, we, but you have to sit with the Lord, say, God, what are your goals? And be willing to sacrifice all of your goals. That's so good. For that. Are you willing to do that? And I think that's a question. Like some of some people gotta do job changes. Somebody has to some Absolutely. lay some stuff down. You know, mission like, changes on your business if you're an entrepreneur, like hey, oh, we're gonna of a whole nother We're gonna write checks. What are you yeah. talking about? We're gonna give this money away. Like some people go into things thinking this is gonna be able to pad my bank account. And then all of a sudden, God's like, actually, you made that money, and I that's, I bless that, but it's because I want you to give it over mm-hmm. here. And are you willing to change? Yeah. You know, and that's, to me, that is what that's goal good. setting is, is the greatest goal is to find out, God, what are your goals?
2: I have a good example
0: of that, too. And when
2: we were setting goals for this year for, I'm running our nonprofit, Take Part Now, which is the medical research nonprofit, and I'm like, ready to expand it across the country. Like, let's do this. Let's get to these hospitals, because I have relationships with hospitals in other cities, and... And but our vision for our family is like abide this year, and then we're really like okay, remain okay. Okay, like what is that? Oh, that needs to be across the board for everything we do. Okay, wow, we need to just be really relational about the, the hospitals and the kids here, mm-hmm. where we live. Mm. Period. This year, oh like oh well, that changes my goals a lot. But it does. But it should. Mm-hmm. It should change what we do. Like when we hear from the Lord, I was I forget who I was talking to about this the other day. I don't think God ever gives us a revelation or a vision that doesn't require us to change.
0: I agree. Mm -hmm.
2: I I don't know if that's, I mean, I think that that's biblical. I would need to go, I can think of many examples where that is true. I can't think of an example where it's not, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But I'm like, man, I really don't think that there's any, so any goal we have should require something of us to change. And I think I think it will require a heart change. Yeah. Every goal from God, every vision from God, every revelation from God will require something in here to
0: But there's there's always a shift. pruning in order to advance more. There's, yeah. there's like a pulling away, a pruning that God does in our lives. Even when I stepped down from doing public speaking at other churches, I knew mm. that God was calling me to do that for this year, for 2023, is not to pour my life blood because you write messages and you go and you travel and you go speak and, but it takes away from my ministry here. Yeah. It really does. Cause it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm. time consuming, but God has my focus, a singular focus on our community because, Lincoln County, where God has placed us in Troy and Moscow Mills and Wentzville and the surrounding areas, they need Jesus just as much as the people in China, just as much as the church, you know, in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. And so we have to be willing to say, okay, God, this is what you put in me. I thought it was for this, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to shift and change even though Mm -hmm. it looks like less Mm -hmm. because of the more. I love
1: what Maria has said in a prior conversation, mm-hmm. when we were on the phone, just talking, prepping for this meeting, you talked about asking, "Who who am I in Christ? What does He want for me? Um, what do what do I want to achieve?" And to put that into context, so what I think is interesting is you're launching this thing, you have vision that is like light years down the road and you Mm. have the ability and the talent to make that happen. But when you sought God, he said something else. And it also included what he called your family. So coupling Mm. what he's calling your partnership in your marriage, or if you have children, your partnership in your children, how that reflects in business. And I've seen my husband have to make decisions that was in harmony with what God called us to a family. And here's what even God taught so me about being uh, formally and, um, and somewhat right now, but not as much, cause I'm more focused and church building and, and women's ministry. But I grew up in the songwriting community and there were so many people that were moving to Nashville to have those co-writes and to make those goals and to meet those people and to do the networking. And God did not release me. My husband traveled constantly in business. Um, we had two sons at home. He didn't release me to go do that and I so much felt left behind and I felt, and I, when I would yeah. go to Nashville for those readings, for those meetings, I'd be like, ah, I would feel the rat race and I would feel how like they're all doing all this stuff and I you know I'm being left behind but what God spoke to me was if you have my priorities Mm. I will excel what I've called you to do and it's actually faster to take God's route even though it looks unconventional and there were people that would move that moved to Nashville and even are there to this day that never got a publisher Mm. that didn't get their songs uh, publish like they wanted to. And here I am in Missouri with a traveling businessman who would travel sometimes uh, four days a week mm. for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. And I'm raising two little boys and I'm songwriting and I have a publisher and I'm getting cuts. And it didn't make sense. Like God's economy sometimes doesn't make sense. And you have alluded to this a couple different times. Yeah. Do we trust him? That's what boils down Do to. Do we yeah. trust him? Mm-hmm. I think
2: everything boils down. I've sort of been he's been sharing me this year is like I'm feel like almost every time I have to give a talk or something or a message to share, that question comes up for me, whether it's hope, whether it's goal setting, whatever it is, it's like, hey, the question really is, do you trust me?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think we have to really ask ourselves that at the beginning of all of it, because if we can get to that point, if we can surrender to God and say, I trust you, then all of the rest of it doesn't become Easy, it becomes more simplified. I suppose is what I'm trying to say, right? It's never easy because of who we are, but it's simplified in the sense of wow, and then it's accelerated. And I think that I've seen it two minutes, Matt, and I keep going back. Like people are like, why is it? Well, how does it get easy? How does it easy for? I'm like, it's not easy. It's just simple. And I've seen it. I've seen him do it. So I I expect him to do it again. And I think once you get that and once you start to live in that and set goals from that, your experience with God will allow you to stay focused as opposed to not. And that's why I tell people, go. It's, it's it's really an experience thing, and the more you like surrender and submit, you get to experience God in that way, and that is what keeps you on track because He's so kind to us and gives us those experiences as confirmation to keep us moving forward. Where it's like, I'm like, I know what living the other way looks like. Yes. We've done that. Yeah. Matt and I are travelers, and nobody that knows us here would think that. That's all we did and do. Well, our life looks entirely different, and somebody's like, and so if I would've set plans and goals for my travel, which I wanted to, I, I would be disappointed because of what my family looks like right now, and how I can't. And uh, anyone that knows, I've lived in big cities for the last 15 years. Houston, Nashville, Atlanta, we're, we're moving on to Moscow Mills, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's so crazy to me. But it feels so freeing and amazing because it's how God has led us here on every goal we've gone to that I don't want to do it without him. And I'm actually like, it's like enjoying the ride. But if somebody would have told me, you're going to be out of all the big cities, you're probably not going to have gone to another country in a while, all this stuff, I would have been like, whoa, because my flesh wanted those things. But now I only want what God has for me because I've seen what it does. And so I think that the more you set goals from that relationship, it shifts your heart for what those look like. And I think it keeps you from wanting to set them any other
1: way. And I think you also see purpose where you wouldn't have seen purpose before because God is like, hey, I'm I'm doing something that seems backwards in your life right now. But when you walk that journey and you see how he infiltrates it with purpose and and achieving certain goals that Mm -hmm. you have that you were like, how is this even possible or happening? You know, being a housewife in Missouri and. Being successful in Nashville like does mm-hmm. not compute, um, but there's a scripture that Moses said to the Lord, and he said, "Unless your presence." Yes, because- not even your angel. Unless yeah. your presence goes before me, I cannot go. Yep. And there have been times with my husband's yes. business where he's been offered to move to Canada, offered to move to England, mm. offered to move different places. And I did not want to move, but I said, God, if you're going there, if your purpose in mm. there and your call is there, then I don't want to miss it and I will go because they'll be infiltrated of purpose. And every time God has spoken to my husband or spoken to uh, eventually even my husband and I, and we go in unity to a change that in my mind is undesirable, Mm. it it opens a storyline in my life that, it blows my mind. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, we would have never met that person. We would have, That door would have never opened. Yes. If I had been closed to moving where that cloud moved because it didn't completely make sense in my mind or it wasn't a part of my agenda. Mm. But what's so cool is trusting God and yielding to God isn't always about sacrificing our agenda. Sometimes God is in our agenda. Yeah. Just just because we have an agenda doesn't mean that it's unholy. Because mm. sometimes people are like, oh, if I trust God, I'm going to have to give up sports or I'm going to have to give up my job or I'm going to have to yeah. go be a missionary. Not necessarily, mm. but maybe God wants to be in your sport, in your job. He wants to utilize it. Doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that his agenda means taking something away from you. Obviously there's always sacrifice, but mm-hmm. there are things that are built in us. Like you said, good works prepared ahead of time for us to do. And God can glorify you through your gifts and talents. You don't necessarily you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, oh, but trust him, sometimes he might have to have you give up something and sometimes he may excel accelerate you forward mm. in in what you love. And but, but it's, what, it's a journey oh, with him. Heck yeah. yeah,
0: I wanted to. I'm so glad you said that because my I wanted to. I wrote this note down when you were talking. Um, and I put a purposeful life is better than a pleasurable life. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't mean that like we do not derive pleasure from the purposeful life that God has given us, but there is a difference in pursuing purpose yeah. and discovering purpose than just the pleasures that the world can give us. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, King Solomon had all the pleasures in the world and he's like, this is nothing. All of this is meaningless. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in the book of Ecclesiastes. And so one of the things that I was thinking about, and then when you were tapping on it, that like even with my little boutique that I've started that's there's nothing holy about it you know what i mean except that it gets me i mean you know you know what i'm yeah. saying it's not like in the church or what have you except that the tide that comes into that goes right into our women's ministry yeah, you know what good. i mean it keeps mm-hmm. me it keeps me around unbelievers doing a store keeps me cuz my world is very insulated mm-hmm. with other people who look like and talk like me yeah. and if i'm going to stay i've got to keep my hand in the world how do i keep my hand in the world you know around people yeah, but practically good. speaking what would you guys say? Like we keep saying like, so, because yeah. I don't think it's like, how can, like, do you just sit before the Lord and people who are listening to this? How do, how do we do it? How do you, like, I, I would be thinking, making a list of like, God, this is really what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love going to Israel. I go to Israel every year, mm-hmm. every year I go, I've gone, this would be my fourth year going. But the Holy Spirit made it clear to me, and it's just too much to go into, that I'm not supposed to go on this next trip. Mm. But that's grief. I have, I'm holding yeah. grief in one hand because I love going, and in the other hand, I have perfect peace. Mm. So I know that I'm being obedient, but it still feels like loss to me. Sure, you know. Except I know that greater, I really want to follow the Lord than I do want to just do the next yeah. thing. And I don't think that He's taking Israel away from me every year here on out, right. You know, but whatever he has for 2023, I'm supposed to stay here right. when my friends go overseas. And so, but, but so for me, practically speaking, it's making a list of like God, this is what I would like to do. I would love to go back to Israel. I would love to, there's things that I have that I would just like to see. But, and so it's like laying that list, like having a business meeting, like people, if they could see us right now, we're yeah. sitting at a desk, but like, laying going across, he's a CEO, right? Of our lives. And we just pass our paper over to him and say, this is what I would like. And I'll mark it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like put it's your good. goals in there or what have you. So how do you, like for me, that's also a, a physical practice. So I would like write out my goals and then pray about those things and see what he does with them.
2: I'm very similar to you. i'm a I'm a write it down. I'm a get it on paper. I believe that that's biblical, too, is to like the Bible's write filled down, with letters. write down what you see written. write down what and I mean, even like he's like, if and then if you get a vision from him, write it down. I think people need to get this practically. It's okay to be wrong. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's so good. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Do you think he's giving you something? Write it down. Like, yes. Like when you see it written, it also changes. And he speaks to us in that writing, yes. in that process. Yeah. And then we can pray through this piece of paper we have, this typed up list we have. Like, Lord, this is like what I think I'm hearing from you. Can you show? He's not the God who's like jerk. The first time you got it, oh, it's wrong. (laughs) I'm just gonna let you go with that, and then you're gonna not have it. Yeah, Yeah. he he will shift in those things and be like, okay, here, like you wrote this, and that's actually like we're gonna lead you five steps deeper, and that's actually the thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like working through, praying through. And I think like you said this earlier, families, marriage. I do not believe God ever contradicts Himself. Share these with your kids, depending on the age, who are prayerful. Your husband, your even your closest family members that are prayerful or anybody that God has you in accountability with, like, I do not believe he will speak to us two different things that would contradict each other as far as, like, what what he's seeing for my life or where he has me going. Um, that's why I was so excited for and I had the same word. I'm like, wow, okay, this means our goals are going to be more aligned than ever because he's speaking to us in this way. And they should be because he doesn't contradict himself. So practically speaking, I'm with you, Jane. I'm a write-it-down person. I'm gonna show it like, and then I'm gonna go back and change it. Go back and change it. Keep staying prayerful on these lists and go back
0: and change it. And go just listen to him and let him hone it. We also see this in scripture. So I was thinking, I was looking up a verse really quick while you were talking in Acts sixteen six. And this is the New Living Translation. It says that next Paul and Silas traveled to the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from speaking the preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Verse 7, it says, Then coming to the borders of Mysia, I don't know, they headed north for the province of Bithynia, but again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Mm, so mm-hmm. they are following what they think. They think, you know what? This is good. This is the right thing. Who doesn't? We need to be preaching the gospel. And yet the Holy Spirit is leading them. He's like, nope, not going there. Not yeah, going there. You know, I think about whenever. And then they're like, okay. Yeah. And then they made the switch. And I think it was Paul, I, and I could be wrong, but I think Paul is the one who had a, a vision of a man saying, come and share the gospel. When Paul actually got there, it was a woman. It was Lydia Mm. that he ended up ministering to and starting the house church. You know what I mean? And so I think that what we do is, and not being afraid of, God is not going to say, you screw up, you got it wrong again. You know, it's just God steers a moving object. That's, you know, and we follow the principle when you're setting your goals. This is what I do personally, practically. Because I follow what I see in Scripture with asking, seeking, and knocking. Mm-hmm. I ask God, God, what do you want from me? I'm seeking your heart on this. And then I start knocking on the doors that I think would open that to
2: mm-hmm. that
0: next step. Mm-hmm. And sometimes sometimes doors open and sometimes they don't. But I am asking and I am seeking and I am knocking. Like there's some people who say, like, I need a job, I need a job, but they won't go on one job interview. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So don't you know we aren't are they, to be passive in this process either. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you actively engage your mind mm-hmm. and your body and your will, and and it's partnered with your spirit. And so, you know, that's kind I of what think I do. That that's really good. And in, in keeping in line with what you
2: said, but keeping in step with the spirit, in because it's like okay, I think we take that we have this list. We're try you know, like how do you know if these things, you know, we're taking them to God, we're praying, we're still kind of like at a at a spot. It's very evident what the flesh and the spirit is, and if we are pursuing things of the flesh. It means we're against the spirit because the flesh and the spirit are at odds, right? Galatians, wherever. Right? Always at Five. War. So for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you do not want to do. What does that look like? So I think over time we have to think about, okay, so maybe we set a goal and we're not really sure about it, but we're going to pursue it because we're just going to stay active and we've been praying about it, but we're not really sure – Look to see who you're becoming in the process and the fruit that comes out of it. Because then it goes in, in Galatians 5, what, 19? The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Then it goes on to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Any goal God had, like anything that's coming from the spirit, is going to lead us to those things of the spirit. That's good. Anything that comes of the flesh is going to lead us. A- well, my goal was to, you know, hit feet murder. You know, a million dollars in sales in my business, and in that process, I was angry. I had rivalries against other business. I was envious of other business. Like then, that's Didn't probably treat my not family nicely coming because I was from- so
1: stressed out and right, and you know,
2: Absolutely. bandwidth.
1: could not handle got ugly.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. my spirit got ugly. I don't think that God ever has goals for us that lead us to those kind of things. And he, if so, who are you becoming? That's a good checkpoint as you pursue the goals. Okay, I'm just going to go forward in them. Yeah, But I think a good checkpoint is those things to say, like, who am I? Am I becoming somebody that is more like that? Or are there things that, like, wow, I can see myself increasing in patience and kindness. And, like, I believe God is behind those goals Mm -hmm. because he doesn't contradict and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't manipulate us and say, "I'm gonna have you do this thing, and then I'm gonna make it have a bad character trait." And like he's not out to do that to us. So, yeah, that's how, that's like a check-in point. That's good.
1: I love it. These this is a, this is a great conversation for me, and it's really kind of debunking things that are are overwhelming for goal setting, and it's making this really practical and really simple. And I think whether you're at a introductory level of goal setting, or if you're intermediate or you're advanced, mm-hmm. these are, are godly principles to set your goals. So some of the things I hear us saying is, you know, uh, what I think it says in Amos, write the vision and make it plain, and a people without a vision perish. So yeah. it is important, as, as scary as it is for some of us to actually put pen to paper, um, maybe we just start praying about it you know if it's hard to have a vision or it's hard to know what your goals are maybe it's just like hey God I'm just going to be seeking your face and however you want to mm-hmm. reveal this information it whether yeah. it's today tomorrow through a conversation that I have I believe this is what I've had to say to myself God my skull is not too thick for you to get through mm-hmm. it like that's prideful for me to think that God can't yeah. speak to me or I can't hear him because my skull is too thick that it can it can repel the God of the universe communicating to me so just just taking some of that fear and anxiety and going into trust, yeah, God, I trust you that you can speak to me. Um, also, when I have done research online of goal setting, uh, there can be really great practical tips, like even out there in the world, because yeah. practical tips work in general. You are going to get some fruit. You're going to get some goodness um, out of it. So it's, it's like not like, uh, you know, only if I'm getting my goal-setting principles from a Christian doesn't work, we see them working in the world regardless. But then I start seeing other things attaching in in worldly goal-setting where it starts out good and then it goes into that word that we talked about earlier, I'm going to manifest my destiny. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easy for Christians to confuse certain languages. It gets gets, uh, intertwined because... um, you know, we, 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 as Christians, we want to write the vision and make it plain. And yeah. we have the dream boards and the vision boards and all those things. How do we differentiate how the world manifests our destiny and really how we get into a gospel mode? Are they the same? Are they different? Should we be concerned about that language? How do we separate the definitions of those things? Yeah, it's
2: really good. I loved chatting about that with you earlier too a couple days ago because it was so so powerful I think it's so easy to it's a slippery slope we can start to slide down it because I do setting smart goals I think is really good are they measurable are they like I do believe these are great tools but then it's like you kind of go into the whole like you know vision boards and 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 I think that that's good it's have a cook you know write this vision plane so you can see it on the run like okay like there are things where it's like I think God wants us to put our goal up big and so we can see it and focus on it. I don't think that these practices are all not biblical. exactly. But it becomes a point of, again, I think it goes back to everything we're talking about is where does it come from and why are we here? We're here to glorify God, right? And to do the good, good works he set out for us to do. So oftentimes when it comes to the manifesting and that whatever, that to me it culturally is like, I seek my feeling. Cause they talk about feelings. A lot of this language starts to talk about feelings, Right. Manifestation. A lot of these goal setting are things that when they go down the slippery slope, then they'll start to bring your feelings into it. And these are all things that the Lord says not to trust exactly. your heart, yeah, your feelings. And so I think you have to look for words like that. That it's like we're not to follow our heart, right? And we are, so follow your heart. Like we see that all the time. No, that's we the are worst not advice. to follow our heart. Yeah. We are not to follow our feelings. Now, are they useful? Of course, they're indicators. God made them. Yeah, right. And he's an emo. Like he, our emotions mean something. But we're not to follow them because they come from the flesh, right? right? But they are indicators for us. I think a lot of times you'll see with the manifestation language or um, certain, like, I know that people are doing these, like, circles and things where they're coming together. Like, well, accountability is good, but, like, what are we doing there? Like, what is the language? What is the meaning? Is everybody, like are you sharing your goals with other believers or are you allowing other spiritual practices to kind of come in as well? And not to say anything against anybody, but I don't want anyone praying for my goals and future that doesn't pray through Christ Jesus. Amen, amen. Because I I do believe that the spiritual world is real. Yeah. And I do believe that there are other things that are at war against us out there and that when we open doors, we're yeah. opening doors. Yeah. So some Christians might say, well, you know, like, oh, it's not a bad thing. So I'm going to... It might not look like a bad thing culturally, but spiritually, just like be aware. Ask God if he wants, when we talk about pray about that. Does he want you? Okay. You know what? I don't know the answer to that. I've had friends come to me like, what do you think about this specific thing? And what do you think about that specific thing? I know where he's told me not to do it, but I say to them, I'm like, you know what? That's not written in scripture specifically. like, you should ask him because I I, ask him Mm -hmm. and if you don't get clarity that you should, Because God is a God of clarity. He's not a God of confusion, of disorientation, of chaos, of any of those things. So if you're starting to feel confusion, chaos, any of those things about these things, then I would say to to hold off until you know from the Lord. Um, I don't want to call out anything specific, you know, because I know that we're all on different journeys and he has us, uh, he has revealed things to us in different times. And you and I talked about that. There are certain things that I was doing that I don't believe I should be. But if anybody would have come at me with a big iron fist, I would have probably pushed back and never seen the truth. And then also I met some people in those things that have then we've had some great Christ Jesus relationships from Mm -hmm. that. And like I think he needed me to build that relationship to bring them with me or vice versa. And so I think that it's mostly about why are you here to glorify God and to do his good works? Is this practice based on glorifying God and doing the good things he has set out for me or is it not? And if it's not, do we really need it? Is my and do you really want to open that door? That's why I always think about. I go, I don't have the answer for you. You got to ask yourself if you want to open that door, and then you got to ask God if He wants you to open that door, and then if mm. and then you
0: do that. I mean, I I can't say anything else beyond that because I'm not God. Well, that's but that's, that's what I do. Yeah, that's the best advice anyway. Because no matter what it is, no, no matter what it is, yeah, neither you nor I nor anybody else live with the consequences of somebody else's decision. Sure. And then they form a dependency, an unhealthy dependency on asking somebody for their opinion on every single decision they're making. They go to human. Again, it's just sly idolatry. Yeah. And it's, wow. you know, going after that person. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm not saying that you can't ask godly people. Do you know what I mean? Like their insights. But at the end of the day, our job is to point them to Jesus. Because yeah. at whatever consequences come from that decision, I'm not in their marriage You know, I'm not in there raising their kids. I'm not in there anything, but Jesus is. Mm. He is ever present and he will lead. And he's not, he's not, he's not, he is the author of order. Mm -hmm. He is an orderly God. He does not, there's no darkness in him at all. You know what I mean? So he will lead and he will confirm.
1: That is so good. good. So we're going to wrap up here. We've got about 60 seconds left. Um, For someone. For all of us who want to have godly goal setting in our lives, what are just some practical steps to get us in that mode? What are things that we need to just uh, nail down? We talked about writing it down. We Mm -hmm. talked about goals that would uh, show measurable fruit that's beyond what we did the last time, that kind of thing. Walk us through as we're starting our year, what would be some good goal setting principles submitted to the Lord, but that would show Us having measurable fruit to go beyond what we did the last time in certain areas. Yeah, I can
2: share with you like the kind of the setup my husband and I go through each year. And like we feel like it's each year we kind of refine it based on like the more we know about scripture, the more. We do. So I thought like we go, we seek the Lord all the time every day. And I think that's the most important thing. But yearly we get like some sort of, okay, this is the Lord. We feel like this is where you're guiding us. And in that we're going to adjust our life, our business, our finances, everything to what you're showing us. And so we do that. But then each, each month we kind of celebrate all God's doing, because I feel like we don't celebrate enough and i do believe that the lord wants us to celebrate the goodness that he's doing in our lives. So each month Matt and i will be like, wow, let's celebrate what God's doing. Like we'll go to dinner or something, but like we just talk about all the lord has done and what he what we feel like he's calling us into next. I think we have to constantly be going back to look at the vision and the goals and keeping it first of mind, you know? And then that's a weekly thing for us as well. So each week we share, okay, this is where God has me right now. These are the areas of my life where this is what i'm going to do each this week in my business, my personal life, my physical life, based on what I feel like he's showing me, can you pray for me with that? And I'll pray for you with where he's leading you. So accountability people, I think are really important at this point. So you have the vision, you're writing them down, you're surrounding yourself with very like, with your inner circle who knows what's going on and can pray through that with you. Because I think that's really important. I think God gives us people to have that. And it's not, again, it's not like seeking their validation. It's like, this is what the Lord is calling me into. I want to surround people to pray, to pray for that with me. And so keeping that like a weekly, monthly thing and really staying true to that. But I think that you have to check in with this stuff daily, like you do with your relationship with God. Like that is our relationship with him. How we obey him, which I believe is what our goals are, is our relationship. Like it's an obedience relationship and a love relationship. And so we have to really keep that first of mind. So make that part of your prayer daily. Make that part like, say, hey, these are where you have me. Like I'm resubmitting it every day to you to make sure that there's not something else you want to change or shift in where I'm going. And I think sometimes we even set things at the beginning of the year and then come hell or high water, we are going to make that happen. Well, okay, God might have given it to you, but he wanted you to shift that throughout. He was like, actually, I was leading you to this point. And when you got to that point, you didn't turn back to me and ask me. You just kept going. And so I think we have to always keep things in the front of our mind and really continue to have those things resubmitted to him daily in prayer as well.
1: I love that. Those are really attainable goals. I feel encouraged. I feel like I have a better handle on goal setting in Christ um, with who God's called me to be, and I think our listener does too. Thank you so much for continuing the conversation. Uh, Maria Granados, it has been a pleasure talking with you, and we'll see you all next week at True North. Thank you for spending your time with us today, friends. Be sure to
0: check us out at northroadchurch.com to stay updated on all kinds of events and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcasting sites. And join us next week as we continue the conversation on True North.